Hey everyone, welcome to episode 69 of 15 with Andy, Randy, and Jeff. We have officially transitioned from summer to fall, or so I hear, along with the rest of the country, but apparently it's only according to the calendar, not the forecast. We are anxiously awaiting the cooler weather almost as much as the close of hurricane season, which is still over a month away on November the 30th, but... As we wait, let's take a quick look back at last week and my favorite episode to date. How will my church deal with those in the LBGTQ community, which was by Andy McDonald, where we decided really briefly but very succinctly that God is love and God loves everyone. That's just who he is. He loves you and there's nothing you can do about it. It's just who he is. If you haven't listened to that message, it's probably the best message I've heard in a long time. Not that the rest of them aren't good, as Andy looks across and hey, I, I thought the other <laughs> ones are pretty good too. Uh, but you really don't want to miss it because it's a subject that has just been a roadblock for so many for so long that even if you feel like you've got it all figured out, maybe just give it a another go around with the message. And if you haven't caught the podcast episode, go there as well. You can do that on the church hospital, the hospital church mobile app, easy for me to say, or go to the website hospitalchurch.org. This week was, or this past week, will God answer my prayer? Man, I don't know about this one, Andy. I I'm, I read this, the opening uh, little paragraph and it said, will God answer my prayer? Seriously, I see poverty, abuse, neglect, and war? I know God is capable, but will he do anything about any of this because I ask? If God is love and he is sovereign, how can he let things be the way they are? In the end, what difference does it make if I pray or not? (laughs) Now, there is some serious conflict going on in those five sentences. And you quoted Barbara Brown Taylor from her book, An Altar in the World, which I'm thinking I may have to get some of her books because you've been quoting her a little bit (laughs) lately. And she said, I do not know anyone who prays very long without running into the wall of God's apparent non-responsiveness. That's a fancy way to say that I just don't hear anything. (laughs) And I think, (laughs) you know, I think pretty much... Most anyone listening that's ever even attempted to be a Christian has felt that way. Yeah, you, you right? can't you can't pray very long without wondering about getting answers. And what is and, it? and that, what that does sometimes too is it keeps you. I mean, it, it actually creates a sense of doubt. Like, what? Why should I even start then? But I think we, I think Andy mentioned this last week. Maybe we're asking the wrong question. Will yeah. he answer my prayer? But maybe it's the wrong definition. Yeah. Maybe that's maybe that's it. Maybe I don't have the right definition of prayer. So what is prayer? Well, I mean, of course, if I go to Steps to Christ, which I'd love to go to, you know, it's opening one's heart as to a friend, opening heart to God as as if to a friend. And and I really think it's a little bit our our attitude oftentimes is a little bit like a spoiled child, you know. Why pray? Mom and dad are going to give me. Any, yeah. They're not going to give me what they want to give me anyway. So I won't ask them for anything, you know. Um, and like, <laughs> like they true. expect that everything they ask for to be given, you know. Like well, that wouldn't be good for them either. And so I just our whole concept of seeking to get as opposed to having a conversation to know. Yeah. Well, and this non-responsiveness, I, I've just I've seen it in people's faces. I felt it in my own life, where it seems like sometimes that is the door closer. On relationships with mm-hmm. God. Sometimes it's, you know, brief, can be temporary, a little longer, years, decades, because 
when we're in that spot where at least we feel like we're really asking in earnest and we're claiming promises, like you mentioned, in you know, different places in Scripture. Aiming promises. I just love it. You know, these kinds of things. You, know, you hear it all the time. Sure. It's like, but nothing came of it. And so either it's just like me, I'm just bad, or maybe I'm bad at this whole connecting with God thing. Mm-hmm. And so this may be the most important thing that we ever do at just the basics of being a Christian is to get this part right, is to understand this whole process and what we should expect right. or what what do we need to know that we don't know? What do we need to understand that we don't? Well, and I, th- I think it's because we, we assume that if we aren't getting an answer, we're not doing something right. I'm not saying okay. the right words. I'm not claiming the right promises. I'm not... And, and, and there are things, the Bible's pretty clear about some things that can block our prayers. Uh, you know, help... Uh, Cherished sin that we hold on to and are just active involved in not not the, not the, not not the occasional mistake that we make but the premeditated I'm going to do this sin <laughs> choice right. um, if that becomes part of our life that can block our prayers actually not forgiving others not clearing the path with them Ouch. Uh, can can be a roadblock scripturally so there are things that can block our prayers but the problem is is that we fall prey. To not thinking it's anything that we've done. Somehow God doesn't love me. He doesn't care about me. Uh, we start blaming God for this whole thing. And neither are probably the right place for us to go. Uh, and those are those are reactions, those are natural reactions, of course. Sure. But they're reactions nonetheless to, I think, a, a deeper side of that, and that is the fact that we really do not, I mean, I hate to say this, but we really <laughs> do want something that's going to be quickly be done and fixed and responding to me and whatever my needs might be. And how many of us look at a friendship like that? I mean, I don't go into any kind of relationship, at least with a whole heart of wanting a good relationship with somebody and then saying, I'm not getting what yeah, I am not. You didn't give me what I wanted when, I, when we first started. Well, then that's the wrong reason for starting a relationship. relationship. As a counselor, you know, you, you have people walking into your office and they have something that they're there for, and they're there for a reason. But a good counselor would never say, oh, I've got the solution in 10 minutes, or he would never say, there's probably two or three sessions that that... Just stop it. (laughs) (laughs) That's horrible. That's a horrible pricing model, too, isn't it? Just stop what you're doing. Um, But there might be two or three... That's two or three hours of time that the counselor spends time getting to know who this person is as opposed to what that person thinks they need. And, and, and usually the results are completely different what the person asked for in the beginning. Unpacking all that. Yeah. So those all sound like really solid reasons why unanswered <laughs> prayers aren't caused by things that, you know, we may in our state of listening with no answers tend to associate with just silence from God, mm-hmm. maybe even just excusing all the rest of it. They sound good. They sound biblical, right? That's good. But silence, maybe more so than ever in today's culture, can be a curse because of all of the noise that we're used to. And then there's the balance of, well, can I be quiet enough to listen? Can I be quiet enough to be sincere? (laughs) But the quiet is also deadly when there's not a response. And and again, I'm putting myself in this struggle over different courses, probably more of my life than it has for sure. For most people. But so my question is, why then the silence from God? when he knows the beginning from the end anyway. 
So essentially, I mean, I get that there's times when we have to learn something. It has to be in proper timing right. and there has to be all these components. But it seems like sometimes it's not even like a just hold on. Just mm-hmm. just be patient. And I guess that's sometimes even when you're reading scriptures. I mean, I'm, I'm just talking from a perspective of I'm trying to come at this the best way right. I know how. I'm trying to read my Bible. I'm trying to pray with earnestness and mm-hmm. make sure you've done is, you know, forgiven people. And just, you know, you're really <laughs> right. trying to go through the list and going, I really want some direction. I want not even answers. I just want direction. I want to know that there's a connection on the other side. And so often people that you just look at and are trying to do all this and it's like, it's just crickets. Yeah, I've heard that so many times. Well, if God knows the beginning from the end anyway, he knows how <laughs> this is going to turn out. Right. Why not just let me know? Just just be patient. It's all coming. or we Because it, it's hard to remember that, right? <laughs> how, why, but why, why the silence if he knows that? Maybe some of the silence is deafening because we're not listening to what's already available to us. In other words, I think oftentimes we ask God for things or we pray, hoping for something that'll, that will be there for us, as opposed to saying, wait a second, I don't really want the, the answer. I want, I want you to be with me on the journey. And that's a, that's a whole different concept as well. I don't know. Is to actually feel like there's somebody there. Yeah, it, just as part of the journey, even if mm-hmm. I don't have the answers. And people say, how do I know if that's God there beside well, me if I don't, if it's, I, if it's well, not but an there, answer? But, this, but there are so many answers within Scripture, for instance, that if we don't avail ourselves of even picking it up and reading it, those answers that are just on the like, low-hanging fruit, <laughs> we, right. we ought to be able to, to grasp those. There's things that God has made very clear to us. We don't have to ask, you know, should I seal something today or not? That's not something we have to ask God to give us an answer. Sure. It already got the clarity. I think that a lot of times prayer gets, prayer gets misconstrued by our, our quick uh, uses of, of saying, oh, hey, God loves me, man alive. He took care of me today. He helped me find my keys or... He kept the you know he kept the rain away when we were supposed to have a picnic. Oh man, God's good and <laughs> and and it just gets you know prayer gets this trite and trivialized a little. Yeah, and then of course then people in Puerto Rico saying, well, you got your picnic, okay, but we didn't. You know how come we didn't yeah. do it for us? And I think that's a piece rather than praying for something like. Like what Andy mentioned, um, you know, like I want to get this outfit you know, or I want to, you know, <laughs> hold that light for me when I'm driving through traffic and so forth. Well, lots of people pray that prayer. I heard it they afterwards. Really <laughs> yeah. Lord, just keep that light green. Keep that light green. <laughs> Un- unfortunately, rather than saying, God, give me the patience on my way to work so that I can be a better servant for you or give me, just give me presence while you're in my car. You know, man, if you're, think about that. I mean, if we said, God, I just want you in my car with me so that we can talk. I don't care how long it takes me to get to work then. You know, prayer needs to be seen in a relational way as opposed to just a mach- you know, vending machine where I put something in to get something out. Well, it is definitely a, it's it's intended to be a relational thing where we we're building a friendship. Yeah. Well, kind of the arm's length solution you mentioned. <laughs> uh, I put down that's also known as the CSCS, the Cosmic Santa Claus Syndrome, yeah. is utilized far too often, just like you said, Jeff, with you know putting in the vending machine and we should get some kind of instantaneous <laughs> results. Or we may have to shake the machine a little bit before it'll actually fall yeah. off that top level and come down to where we can get it. But essentially, we'd like it yeah. quicker. And it seems like this is a no-brainer when assessing the validity of our own devotion and prayer life. But like, what about Job? 
What about Job? What about you know, <laughs> what about Job? You know, his story gives us this painful blueprint of serving the scorn of the righteous, the self-doubt, the agony of time, and the isolating silence of God. But what do you hold on to while holding on in, in a case like Job's where essentially it doesn't tell us that there was anything like he wasn't holding on to any sin. Right. He wasn't, you know, he didn't do any of those things that can be the blockers, at least that we right. know of. And what's really sca- scary is that we'll actually quote his friends as if they were scripture, <laughs> yeah. you know, because they're, they're in the scriptures. And, they're in and, the scriptures, yeah. At the end, God says, you know, hey, sacrifice your friends because everything they said was wrong. Yeah. Uh, so don't still be quoting them. And I think the whole coming to the place where God doesn't answer Job's questions, but just simply tells Job, hey, I'm bigger than you, and I understand it better than you, and you have to trust me. And Job's like, you're right. I wasn't there when you, I wasn't there when you laid the foundations of the earth. I don't, I don't know where the you know, wind comes from or you know, that kind of thing. And, and that, whole, that whole surrender, a surrendering prayer. I mean, the whole problem with the sermon on prayer is you could <laughs> preach like a 15-part series on prayer, because I mean, there's all these, there's, there's a prayer of petition, the prayer of ascent, the prayer of praise, the prayer of, you know, I mean, there's all sure. these different kinds of prayers, there's all kinds of angles of prayer, I mean, prayer is a very complex subject, and I just gave it one sermon, so yeah. I don't know should what we, who Should I we mention the prayer of Jabez? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think that what you just said about having that relationship where the essentially the closer we are and the better our relationship, the more we understand the communication ebbs and flows that you'd have with any friend. Well, it's, I think it's essentially the, that should help. It's the difference between conversations you have with a five-year-old and a 10-year-old and a 15-year-old and a 20-year-old and a 25-year-old. They're, all, they're still your child in all right. those stages. But boy, the conversation changes pretty radically from the all-encompassing, I'm everything in the world five-year-old to hopefully a, a little more self-understood 25-year-old. Right. You said in many cases, ununderstandable to us is the reality that if God were to grant the form of our petition, <laughs> it would mean he would deny the substance of our desire. I wouldn't disagree with that, but sometimes it seems like, can't a no just be a no or just a, a yes be a yes with, without the weight or the silence? I, I, that's probably true, too. That, I mean, cause, but, but I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting, though, with, I think about, again, with children, you know. I'm hungry, I want some, and they want Twinkies, you know. And mom and dad don't give them Twinkies, which is the form of their request, because the desire of their heart is they want a full stomach that's going to make them feel good and healthy. They they aren't saying that. They're wanting a Twinkie. But the reason they want the Twinkie is they have hunger pains. So now now the the mom and dad give them, you know, potatoes and carrots and, you know, a supper, and they are satisfied— and they are nutritionally valued at the same time. So they don't get what they ask for because they want to get what they really need. And I think that part of that is a trust walk with God to come to sure. and say, you know, okay, God, I can handle no's because I believe that your no's have better yeses behind them. Okay. I mean, I may be disappointed in a no. All right. Right? Definitely. And even without any understanding, with sure. no explanation, I might be. But when it seems like God is silent, I mean, it does make it tougher. Is there, a, is there any significance to silence? Or is that just something that it's a wait and see? It's a stay in your stay in scripture, stay in prayer. Oh, yeah, I was going to say that's a <laughs> really good question. But can we even as humans understand even that part of God? Maybe I mean maybe can we not. even understand His silence. Well, maybe not. But but maybe He's not as silent as we think He is. So we're praying and we aren't getting any answer on an issue. Mm-hmm. But we are oftentimes 
have our eyes closed to the fact that you go to the office and the conversation with the people at the office can be God speaking to you as well. Uh, yeah. Going home and going out and mowing your yard and looking at the leaves and you know sitting in your backyard and watching the clouds fly over can all be part of God speaking to us as well. I think the whole idea of tuning our ears to not... We we want to hear a voice say this is the way walkie in it, uh, you know. That's probably not going to happen very often. But but impressions and advice and counsel and input and scripture, and also time and time, and time. sure yeah. can, can answer a lot of things. Yeah. The one thing that kept coming back to me as I listened to the message was what you had mentioned, and this goes back a couple series ago about God can move a ship that's already moving. He can steer it, <laughs> but you got to get out of port first because he can't, he can't kind of give you the kind of the boost, it's you know? That inertia is a problem. So maybe that's the best advice of all and how quickly time goes. So we'll wrap up here. One of our FHC takeaways from this past week asked, what about prayer as simply a way to build friendship with God? Now, again, there can be a lot of conflicts in this, just personally from whatever your experience might be. Maybe there's some truth here, but why all the promises and promptings to ask, receive, and knock, and answer, and all this? And I love that it, the idea that it opens the door for a relationship and dialogue. And But if that's all it is, why say it's more? So really what I'm leaving you with here, folks, is would like to hear what you have thought and what you have felt on your prayer journey and times when you haven't heard God. Love to hear what you have to say. We've had two weeks where we've had some, at least some dialogue uh, coming back, even if it's meeting me in the hall. So if you see me this week, just pull me aside and then tell me I can talk about it on the podcast next week. So if you'd like to reach out and share, you can do that directly from the FHC mobile app. And final thoughts. Maybe the question is the wrong one because it assumes the reason for prayer is to get answers when prayer is actually just opening our hearts to God as to a friend so we might build and strengthen our lifelong relationship or friendship with God. Maybe that's it. That's pretty good. Maybe that's it. That's from Andy as he wrapped up (laughs) this past week. And so upcoming this week, what are we? This, we're done now with this, this week, series. Yeah, this week we go back to our From the Heart series. It's going throughout the year once a month. And oh, that's right. Yep. this week is uh, How Do You Get In? Talking okay. about the church. And Greg Creek will be speaking, and I, I look forward to having that happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, awesome. Well, you're not going to want to miss that. Greg is always a treat to listen to. So special thanks to Chad Hess, who stuck around this afternoon to help us out with audio this week. So until next week in Episode 70, this is Randy for Andy, Jeff, and Chad saying thanks for joining us, and we will talk to you then.